Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace, your host. This is my podcast, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you stop by today. Thank you. How are you? Go on, how are you? Just answer me. Obviously, I can't hear you, but fuck it. Let's have a conversation. That's what I've put on my Instagram. It's like a good voice note from a friend. And that's exactly what a decent friend would do. They'd go, how are you? Are you all right? Most of the time, you'll probably go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's very rarely you go, oh, do you know what? I'm so fucked off. But if you are fucked off, allow yourself to be fucked off. It's okay. I'm not going to judge you for fuck's sake. I have some right shit days. Bear with me because I've got a few snots going on today. For those of you who live outside of the UK, snots are bogeys. They live up your nose, also known as greeners. Um, but yeah, I've got a couple of snots going on. I've caught the snotty cold off my uh, off my my son who goes to nursery, and everything comes back from nursery, doesn't it? Literally everything. I've had green, like I've had like literally luminous green fucking snots, like full on, like gremlin snots. So it's um. Yeah, it's fine. As long as I blow my nose, it's not a problem. I've also uh, discovered that my son likes to use me as a tissue and a hanky as well. And oh, this is just this is mum life. This is literally the hashtag mum life. The real shit is when you're in a shop paying for goods and you just look down onto your top and you have got a fucking greener sat above your left tit. And it's like, oh, my God. And do you know what my husband said to me? Why don't you make an effort anymore? You don't wear any nice clothes or buy any nice clothes. Um, because the most of the time they get either covered in snot or shit. I've been pissed on and that's just by the dogs. So it's like, oh, it's fine. I'm sure one day I will just look like one of these Instagram sort of like heavily filtered women that just float. As I don't even, because at the moment I fucking stomp around because my feet, <laughs> my feet haven't been pro- properly recorrected since childbirth. <laughs> Did anybody? All right, okay. If you've had a child, you might be able to relate to this, okay? Because I'll be honest with you, I only had a child in my 40s. So that's 40 years of not really understanding parenthood. So if you haven't had kids or you don't want kids, listen, I get it. I'm not one of those fucking women that harps on going, but it's your duty. You have the organs. No, that's not me, okay? I really wanted to be a mum. I've always wanted to be a mum. To become a mum, it was a huge challenge for me. And then since becoming a mum, I'd love to be a mum again. Um, But also that I didn't realise how mangled I was during pregnancy and postpartum as well. Yeah, it was pretty tough. I think I had laboured my feet out of place. So um, I had to go to see a... uh, I went to see... Was it a chiropractor? No, I went to see... I went for lymphatic drainage first. 
And she was brilliant because I was so much fluid on my legs because I had undetected preeclampsia, which is quite dangerous. I found out afterwards, but we don't want to go there. And then um, we discovered as well that I not dislocated, but the bones in my feet had moved. So I, I actually wore a heel on like about a week ago for the first time in three and a half years. I went out in a, it was like a blocked heel. Like it wasn't a wedge. It was like a blocked heel on a really nice pair of boots actually that I've never worn. And I've had them for like four years. And quite frankly, I felt really sexy, but it was good to be back in a heel again. Could I wear a stiletto again? I think I might have to retrain my feet to get into stilettos. I'll be dead honest with you. I think that's going to take a little bit of doing because, um, yeah, I, I'll have to find the fucking picture and stick it on Instagram because I have got a picture of my feet at their fattest and their most swollen. And then another photo next to it of them because I have to, oh no shit, I have to have my feet strapped. You know, in that um, tape that you see athletes with and they're like, oh, I've taped my arm or I'm just going to take my crutch for the sheer hell of it because it feels good. And they have all this like tape all over themselves I had to go and get my feet taped so that they would stay stay in position <laughs> I know I'm laughing but that's the only way I could deal with it I was like look at the fucking state of my feet I mean I took hobbit foot to a whole new level but I'll try and find the picture that I've got of my feet when I was heavily pregnant literally a couple of days before I dropped and in recovery afterwards so yeah they were they were a bad way in a really really bad way anyway I've uh, I've actually been out networking which is great so that's when I wore the heel to be honest with you I am um, I before I before I had Roman um I was working in the car trade in a dealership a dealership but before that I was a radio presenter for a number of years and I used to go out networking all the time and I mean like women's networking event I go to business networking events I would do an awful lot of public speaking uh, when I lost my job and stepped away from my career in radio uh, that's when I went into the car trade and also that's when I started trying for a baby so I actually I didn't realize only now on reflection that I'd squirreled myself away for like the past six years uh, even more so now what we on 2022 now and I started trying for Roman whoa, five, four, five years. I mean, he's three now. So yeah, I've been squir- I squirreled myself away from an awful lot of networking circles. But then, of course, COVID happened as well, didn't it? Um, and so, because I've just I've launched a, a new business, which I will tell you about. Why I know I keep going on about it. So I've launched a new business, but it's just a lot going on at the moment. Um, I decided to get back out there again and go networking with some women who I have not seen for such a long time, and it was amazing. Honestly, it was amazing. But I met a lady who is going to come on the podcast as a guest speaker. I've not seen her for such a long time and she's wonderful. She helps so many women. She's a hypnotherapist now. I'm not going to tell you too much about Tony. She's just such a lovely, kind. You know, when you meet somebody and they've instantly got such a beautiful energy, that's her. Um, No malice, no nastiness about her at all. And you can tell that by the people that she keeps close to her and the friendships that she has. Yeah, she's, she's a very special lady. Um, and she actually, she stopped me and was like, Sally, I've not seen you for a long time. The last time I saw you, uh, we were at a networking event together. And I remember you telling me the struggles you were having trying for a baby. And that, in that instant, I had a flashback to myself um, in a really dark place. And I just stood there and looked at her and I went, oh, shit. Yeah. God, you know, I've got a little boy, don't you? And she went, I do. I went, I said, to her, I'm really sorry, Tony, but you've just taken me back to a moment where that was really dark. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, you know, she totally gets it. Um, 
but it it was it was it was a really bad time uh, I, I actually had this image of myself sat on my stairs in my old house in tears because I'd come on my period again and I wasn't pregnant um and at the time my marriage was shit you know we weren't getting on very well because it's a hell of a fight you know when you not a fight between as a couple but a fight against everything when you're going through fertility problems. Um, and then you, there's a lot of blame and I was blaming myself. Like I was, and you go through all these, you go through all these, um, sort of scenarios, which is actually a lot of women do this as well. And it's a generational thing, believe me. So it's almost like, if only I hadn't have done this, if only I'd had a baby in my twenties, if only I hadn't started taking the pill, if only I'd come off the pill sooner, because I was on the pill for 18 years. If only I hadn't have had so many male dance partners on my card. <laughs> now, we have to be careful when we say that as women, because as women, they'll go, oh, you slag. Were you a slut? No, I was single and I dated. But if a guy was like, oh, yeah, I had a few ladies on my dance card. Well, fucking well done, pal. Well done. It's a strange one, that one. A very strange one. I like to describe myself as Calamity Jane at the ball when she gets little names on her dance card. Yes, that was it. So at the time, when yeah, I'm just talking about this flashback still. I literally had this flashback and it was like a movie thing, like whoosh, whoosh, like literally about 100 images all at once and of just me in a very dark place. Um, and this is where I think that these little flashback moments that you have, sometimes I used to look at them and go, oh, fucking hell. And I'd sit on that thought forever ages and actually I had that little flashback to that moment when I was trying for Roman I'd lost my job um I was blaming myself for everything I was self-loathing and I literally just thought fucking hell Sally well done and I was so grateful and it sounds really weird but I was I was like my god you have come so far um and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for fucking sticking with it, Sally, because I did. I stuck with it because not all women see it through and, and there's nothing to be ashamed of there. It's, it's full on. It's full on. Believe me. Um, I can, yeah, it's, it's full on. <laughs> and a lot of women now are stepping forward and talking about that, which is great uh, and wonderful, to be honest, because more women should share their stories because everybody's stories to motherhood, career as well everything they're all completely different so it's wonderful to be able to relate to other women on my level um yeah and that flashback moment I just thought oh my god I am so grateful for what I've got right now and that flashback was actually amazing so sometimes flashbacks can be a good thing I think it was one of those little moments where you just thought I, I can't even describe it. it's like a spinning around in the phone box like Wonder Woman you see like blah, 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 blah. I saw myself and was just like fuck yeah good girl <laughs> it was one of those moments though it was wonderful to be back out networking with a really fabulous group of like-minded women now if I can ever and I'm not here to lecture you coach you or anything like that that's not my style if I can ever give you any little bit of advice that is raise your friendship circle all day. If your friendship circle is making you feel like shit, they offload on you constantly, you feel like they're getting more out of you than you're getting more out of you. Do you know what I mean? Not that you need to get anything from friends, but friends, friendships should always be there to raise you up. Just change your friends. And I've had to do this a number of occasions through my life. And it doesn't mean that I'm cutthroat. It doesn't mean that I've got issues. It doesn't mean that I can't build friendships. I really love to have friends, but at the same time, I know my own worth. And I also know when I'm not on the same vibration as other people now, and I've really started to identify that. So that's when I sort of move into different circles, raising my energy all the time, which my husband's like, oh, fucking hell, you little witch. But it's true. And I know for a fact when I can achieve more, I'm with a better group of people. 
And that's the one thing I'll always say, if you feel that sometimes it's like, like I've done this before on, a, on an episode when I was talking about why I don't drink. And it's because half the time I was going out to drink to entertain other people. And it was almost like, oh yeah, Sally's coming brilliant with a fucking brilliant time. Well, who's going to be my good time then? So am I just everybody else's fucking joke? Is that what it is? And that people won't get pissed unless I get pissed. And you get people that go, go on, you have a drink and I I can have a drink. Why should I be your free pass for you to get shit-faced? As long as I get shit-faced, it makes you not feel as bad. So yeah, those friends, not great. So that's where, like I said again, raise those friendship circles. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a very smart person. Being selfish sometimes. We're always told that it's a bad thing. No, I disagree. You've got to have a little bit of self-preservation. And especially if you've got younger people in your household as well, you know, you've got to lead the way. You really have. So yeah, choose your friends really wisely. And there's a, I don't remember who it was, but I think it's the law of association, which is you automatically become the five people that you associate with the most. So that's why you should always choose your friends really wisely. So if you want to be positive, vibrant, make sure that you get the fun friends. Absolutely. Oh, look at me. I'm like a fucking coach, aren't I? Like a life coach. No, I'm really not. I'm really not. But these are things that I just speak from experience. And I just think sometimes it's nice to pass these words on. It's like comfort zone. Like at the moment, I'm having a bit of a... Um, I suppose a bit of a slap in the face by myself. I've given myself a bit of a slap in the face with regards to comfort zone. And I've been sitting in my comfort zone for far too long. And there's, there's the two roads that you could go down. You could go down the, you lazy bitch, Sally. You could go down that route. Oh, you fucking lazy bitch, Sally. Look what you've been doing. You've been sat in your comfort zone doing jack shit, panicking about everything, being fearful of everything. And I could really go to town on myself, quite frankly, and, and be a bit of a cow. Or I could say, right, it stops here. Switch it up. Let's change it up. What are we going to do today? to step out of that comfort zone and just kind of face the fear head on because we all live with a bit of fear we all do and if you look at the fear that your your parents had or whoever cared for you or whoever was your sort of go-to person when you were growing up and then look at their um family tree as well it's very interesting how it does carry through generations and recently i have been sat in my comfort zone but becoming a parent definitely shifts your zones and your fears as well and in fact, I don't really like the word comfort. I'll be honest with you. I think it's, I think it's a bit of a shit word. <laughs> it's a bit of a strong statement. <laughs> I don't like the word comfort. It's a bit shit. I don't, well, because comfort zone just makes it feel all sort of like lazy and, uh, and drab. And it's like comfort eating. Comfort eating makes me feel fat. So when people are like, oh, you've been comfort, oh, I've been comfort eating. Oh, look at you, comfort eating. And then when you want to, I want to get comfortable later on, it means you want to just lounge out a bit and get chubby on the sofa. I just, I think actually in um, olden times, uh, if you were looking for comfort, you were looking for a good bonk. (laughs) So maybe it does have its upside. being in your comfort zone (laughs) clearly you're just getting laid all day no not in my case so yeah I've been having a word with myself about stepping out of my comfort zone and I've noticed recently I've just been sat there for too long I've been procrastinating over and over again with regards to the business and I'm like oh that's a good idea oh no but I can't do that because of this yeah, but I can't call him because of this, or I can't have that telephone. I mean, what the fuck? That's not me. I'm not the sort of person who shies away from a telephone conversation. So that is, these are things that I've, I've, I've the only shifts that I've since I've become a mother as well. Oh, I can't do that because of Roman. Sally, Roman's in nursery all day today. What's your excuse? 
All right, okay. So every week now, in fact, every day, I am doing something that steps out of my comfort zone. Started about two, three days ago. I feel like I've just been shitting myself for the past few days, but actually I'm just learning to just grab hold of the fear and just dance with it and just go for it. Um, and if you can if, if you can retrain your brain the way that I am learning to, it's definitely something you should embrace because otherwise it just holds you back. That's all it's going to do. It's not going to affect anybody else by you sat there in your comfort zone. It's just holding you back. And I don't want to sit there in the next few years and think, oh, fuck, I should have just stopped being so scared. Just do it. So that's exactly what I'm doing at the moment. There's a lot of things ticking on. I keep saying there's loads going on in the background. Fucking hell, it sounds like I'm building an empire. Um, but I also am a big believer in just keep things to yourself until they're, they're, until they're all ready to go. And, and don't be afraid of that. Uh, somebody said to me the other day, oh, you've not posted on social media for a while. Are you okay? Strange, isn't it, that we now go to social media to see if somebody's still alive or not, or or if they're all right, or if they've posted a, um, a message about the fact that they're not feeling great. And I went, yeah, I'm fine. I just forget to do it. And I genuinely do forget to do it. I, it, I, I love having a scroll through, but I've also realised I could look at shit for hours um, and that's not healthy. I don't want to do that. I don't even watch the fucking telly. So why would I want to see um, a cat jumping uh, because it's scared of cucumbers? <laughs> even though that is really funny. If you've ever seen the cats and cucumbers, it's pissing hilarious. It is so funny. But at the same time, I want to do things a bit more proactive. So that's the route that I'm going down at the moment. But it is interesting, this whole comfort zone thing, because I started cold water swimming back in May. Back in May was the first time that I went. We're in September now. If you're trying to catch up with these or it's a couple of years down the line, it was May, May in the UK. Nice springtime, September, cold, getting colder, getting colder. OK, um, I went for a swim last weekend and it was the coldest it's ever been in the lake, the coldest. And I really felt it. Uh, and I was scared. I was scared getting in. So there's a couple of ways I could have dealt with this. I could have gone, you know what? Fuck that. I don't need to do that. I'll just put my nice warm clothes back on and piss off home. Or put your big girl pants on. And believe me, they were big. I had a fucking long sleeve wetsuit on. Um, and just get in. And by the time I got in, I swam for 20 minutes. Um, but I could feel my body needed to get out. Um, and my challenge is to see it all the way through to the ice to early next year see if I can get through so December and January and February actually are the coldest months in the UK and my my way of dealing with my fear uh, or or my 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 comfort zone is to do something and you know what I I follow a lot of Wim Hof he's somebody who I do really like and I, I he's the sort of man that I see and I think god I'd love for you to give me a big hug I don't want to hug him I want him to come and hug me <laughs> I do. I just want to, I want a Wim Hof hug. <laughs> I really do. I just see him. I just want him to give me, a, I want him to put his arms out and go, come here. I'll go, oh, Wim. Oh, I can't tell you how much I've needed this. So let's, would you like some comfort? <laughs> to be ridiculous. I'm a married woman for goodness sake with a child. But he is one of those people that I just think, oh, what a, lo- what a lovely man. What a- he is a lovely man. And actually, he was saying it. I was watching something and it was so relevant to me at the time that I was meant to see it. And he was like, you know, of course I'm scared. He was like, I get fear all the time. But what do you want to do? I don't let the fear come and get me. I go and get the fear. And I thought, that is exactly what I'm doing. That is why I fucking hate cold water. <laughs> I literally hate it. I'm the coldest person I know. I sleep in bed socks in July, for fuck's sake. 
So that is why I am consistently going to be going into that lake to December to January and then into the spring next year as the seasons start to change again and we start to get the lovely, oh shit, sorry, it's not my microphone over. I love it. Let me just recorrect myself. Um, yeah, as we start to get the lovely long nights back in because our clocks are going to go backwards soon. And we're going to get a very dark, it goes through the very dark seasons uh, in the UK, which is really boring, but sometimes it kind of gives you the chance to sort of reset yourself. Oh, that was a bit rude of me. Sorry, I thought I put my phone on silent. Obviously, I haven't. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you know what? I better put it on silent now. Otherwise, it'll start ringing. It's always the way, isn't it? So, yeah. So, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to go. Uh, it, it's, it is cold. I'm going to actually buy a better wetsuit. Listen to this. So, have you ever heard the expression, buy cheap, buy twice? Yes, that'll be me. So, I thought, oh, long sleeve swimsuit. I could do with one of those. Googled it. Um, they're like 120 quid, 200 quid. I thought, fucking hell, it's only for a bit of cold water swimming. Amazon, like that, like you do. £26.50. Oof, I'll have one of those. So, I put that in my basket and bought it. It's very colourful and very bright. And it's got like lovely Hawaiian flowers on it. Uh, but obviously, it's not it's not the real neoprene so it's more like a fashion long sleeve swimsuit so even though I thought I was going to be a bit warmer in it and it would insulate me a little bit no it's not it's it's not going to happen it's not it's very pretty um wetsuit but I have now had to buy another one <laughs> Scott my husband even said to me why have you bought that and I went well I thought it would work and he went oh for fuck Sally buy a real one so yeah I am buying a long sleeved one which is actually 140 quid now so I might as well I just and now obviously now I've spent like 160 pounds so whatever 66 pounds 50 so yeah I might as well I just bought the more expensive one so it is true buy cheap buy twice it's the it's the truth it really is so um it just it just takes the chill off. But somebody told me to wee in my wetsuits. So this is my question to wetsuit wearers. Do you wee in it before you get in the water or do you wee in the water? Because I wee in the water all the time anyway, because it actually creates a really lovely warm spot around you. So I didn't know whether you stood. <laughs> this must look so fucking strange. If you're just stood um, at the side of the lake or the beach or where, you know, if you're going surfing and you just wet yourself and then you get in so, or, or do you get in and then wet yourself? Because if that's the case, I'm, I'm already on it. <laughs> oh, who doesn't wee in the sea? Oh, come on. Who doesn't wee in the sea? Who doesn't wee in the water? I mean, we, we're, you know, weeing in the bath and the shower is completely acceptable in our house. <laughs> We don't have any bath. I don't, I don't have a bath. I don't enjoy bath. That's another fucking episode within itself. But I think I often weed in the bath when I was younger. Yeah, I think we'll probably have to end that conversation right there. Right, so... First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for everybody who's been reaching out to me on Instagram. I absolutely love getting messages from people. It's just wonderful. It's wonderful to hear how you found this podcast. And it's just so, it's very heartwarming. And and I, this sounds so cheesy when people say this. It fills me with gratitude, but it really does. It makes me so grateful that people are listening and coming back and relating and then sharing it with their friends. And yeah, that's uh, it's exactly what I wanted. Like I say, a conversation with a good friend or a lovely voice note um, that you've not held your finger down for. Don't forget that, for fuck's sake. So many people do this. When they're sending a message from WhatsApp, they tend to hold their finger on the microphone, push the microphone down and swipe it up and it just stays in record. I'm telling you now, it will revolutionize your voice messages to your friends on WhatsApp. Do you want me to repeat that for you quickly? When you're sending a message on WhatsApp, don't hold down the microphone because it, it's literally, you can end up with a blue finger. Literally just press the microphone and swipe it up and it stays in record. It's honestly, it's like a game changer, a game changer. 
So yeah, so thank you so much if you have been sharing this podcast. Thank you for your messages that have uh, that you've messaged me. I always try and message people back unless they're a bit strange and ask me really weird questions. Then it's a bit more like a <laughs> delete. Um, so if you're not already, follow me on Instagram. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. You can also find me on um, TikTok. Come on TikTok now and Facebook as well at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. And whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Spotify or Apple, and you haven't yet done so, drop me a five star rating. If it's a podcast that you keep coming back to and you think ah she's all right i quite like her yes i shall give her five stars and a small review very interesting likes comfort (laughs) then of course i appreciate that as well thank you thank you thank you right have a wonderful day week whatever you're doing you keep smiling remember that that's so important and always be the first person to say hello always don't ever let them say hi first because that makes you look a little bit boring have a great week i'll see you very soon thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast find me on instagram and facebook at adventures of a geriatric mum where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends after all sharing is caring and you and i are best friends now